Hi guys, my name is Tia. And I'm Jonas. Welcome to Up and Coming, a podcast for self-starters on their journey to building something great. Starting a side project is a great way to find meaningful work, but it can be hard, especially when you're unsure it'll work out. And even when you do get going, setbacks can make you want to quit. We're here to inspire you to build that project you've always wanted to, and keep pushing. Here's how it'll work. Every other week, we'll interview a self-starter, an up-and-comer, so to say, who has a unique experience and perspective on their journey. We'll discuss how they overcame challenging obstacles that got them one step closer to their goals. To stay engaged throughout each episode, please subscribe to our podcast. And should you have any questions or comments, tweet at us at UpandComingLive. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Up and Coming. On this episode, we have Becca. Uh, Tio, can you tell us how you met Becca? Yeah, so uh, Becca and I actually met at church, but really we met through a mutual friend. My friends Kelly introduced us, I think, a little bit, little bit ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, I learned that she was a freelance video editor and then thought she would have a cool story to come on. So yeah. Okay, I think this is... Becca, you are our first f- freelance video editor, so... Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank so, you for having me. Yeah, glad to have you on the show. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, fun facts, or anything that you want the audience to know about you? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Maine. And um, what actually got me started in video editing was uh, my church would put on plays. And I would record them different nights and edit them together, tape deck to tape deck. So old school, like VCR deck to VCR deck. And um, I, my dad mentioned that maybe I should look into uh, film for um, my, for college. And so um, I went to school in South Carolina. And so I've lived the majority of the last 12 years in South Carolina. And... um, Right now, since I'm freelance, I'm trying to travel around as much as I can. Great. Nice. Yeah. I like it. And, but so I think, I know you told me a while ago, you grew up in kind of like a small town. I did. So how, how small <laughs> does small get? Small is, I think, like four to 5,000 with the school. Okay. I think oh, that's with okay. the school because it's college town. Okay. So, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so fairly small. When I moved to South Carolina, that was the, to Greenville, South Carolina, that was the big city and that's like 66,000. So, okay. yeah. Are you, <laughs> would you say you're a, a small, a small town person or you were excited to get out? I, <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was rather overwhelming okay. moving away, but, um, I like both. I like the middle of nowhere and i like being in big cities so they both have their perks to me okay so so you're the kind of person that when you're in a small town you can adapt you can stay you know quiet but when you go to the big city you like the lights and everything and just going out yeah i actually never saw myself like moving away um i thought i was just gonna kind of settle down there and uh, live my little life on my land with, you know, my family and my little garden and everything. And um, so that's not exactly what happened, but um, yeah. Okay. Well, glad to have you on the show again. Yeah. And so 
Um, I know I already, I mean, kind of said that you are a freelance video editor. Can you tell people that are listening kind of what, what exactly that would mean to someone who maybe just <laughs> doesn't really know? Sure. So I work mainly with directly with video production companies. So a lot of them will um, either not be fully staffed with video editors because of how the work just kind of ebbs and flows, or there'll be at times where they have overflow work and need to pull other people in. So um, with a few exceptions, I try to work directly with video production companies um, to take that on because I work on the kind of the last part of it, mm -hmm. work on taking all the pieces and creating the story out of it. Right, okay. so more like post-production? Yes, okay. yeah, all the post-production work. Right. So I get all the the raw footage um, anywhere from, you know, three plus hours and boil it down into a two and a half minute promotional video. Oh my, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that takes you a lot of hours. It does. <laughs> Joe Jonas is saying me. that because it I, takes him a lot of hours. Yeah, to do I know. Like even, even for the like smallest amount of, um, like if you want to make a like a video that's just two minutes and yeah. you have like a lot of b-roll and lots of like other like clips that you want to like condense and make it shorter for just for that two minutes you'll be surprised the number of hours that it will take to get that to that two and you want it to be good and right right <laughs> yeah so yeah as a producer i know how it is to actually make everything perfect the sounds the everything yes and just make sure everything aligns and and it's so tough to cut yourself off and say nope it's good it's done you gotta <laughs> yeah. leave it because mm -hmm. i'm definitely a perfectionist so yeah you go yeah. back listen again <laughs> yeah find out one thing like, <laughs> but i enjoy that part of i've always been able to kind of like look at the pieces and put them together and so i enjoy that part of putting together people's stories and trying to also uh let their personality come through so that's great okay and so out of everything you could be doing i know you know growing up we all have ambitions we all have things that we like to do or things that we see ourselves doing um why did you choose to be a video or a video producer, um, so to say? So, like, why did you why did you choose that? Um, well, like I said earlier, it was honestly just kind of came about um, in high school, and uh, I originally wanted to do uh, history, but I didn't oh, want to okay. teach it. So um, when I, uh, you know, would put um, my church's plays together that's kind of when I realized that um, I enjoyed that I, I kind of enjoy I enjoy the creativity and I honestly kind of enjoy the tedium the details <laughs> of it um, so yeah just decided to go to school for that and obviously my major was broad um, in that it covered all of um, it was cinema and video productions and it covered all of that. And so, um, I was like the storytelling part and the editing part is what I, you know, leaned a little more towards. Um, I do sh shoot occasionally, okay. but I have friends who are so passionate in that area right. that I would prefer to collaborate with them, right. um, and do that. But honestly, just, um, just the 
the creative outlet of telling other people's stories. Great. Mm-hmm. And I like, first of all, I want to ask you about, you said you enjoyed history. It also happens to be one of my worst subjects. So just a disclaimer. <laughs> no. Um, I, you know, I just, it just doesn't <laughs> stick with me, but, um, can you, so when you're, when you were in high school, can you tell us like, why were you interested in history? Cause I think it has a lot to do with why you ended up telling, why you tell other people's stories. Ah. Cause it's like, it's history. It's li- yeah. It's literally, yeah. it's literally his story. But anyway, I mean, I get it. I get to go every once in a while, you know, oh, yeah, that's, I like that. <laughs> yeah. but, um, what was it about history that kind of drew you to that? At least early on. So funny that you mentioned that because my senior thesis project was actually a short documentary mm-hmm. on a historical character mm-hmm. and um, and I wanted to present it as a big story yeah. because that's how I see history and uh, a lot of people I think and I don't know if you're like this or not, don't like history because they look at it as like a lot of facts and dates and like stuff like that that you had to memorize. Things about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, my my mom loved history and I was homeschooled growing up. And so we learned, we learned a lot of history and we visited different places. And so I think, and we... Um, my family is originally from Pennsylvania, Ooh, okay. so we were uh, close to Gettysburg, and, and my grandfather, my pappy, collected uh, Civil War swords, and like there were a lot of connections there. And interesting, it was just like a lot of the movies that we watched, even stuff. It was just a lot of stories. Hmm. So, um, and that's how I put together my my uh senior thesis was i wanted it to i don't even have interviews in it because i wanted it to be like a grandfather telling these stories of this fascinating character so hmm. yeah i like it okay interesting well maybe i'll give history another shot then. <laughs> um but okay so i think you kind of touched on this um a little bit earlier but i think there's kind of a point with people where they go from not building something to actually building something it sounds like for you that was uh, as early as maybe high school because you said like you started with your church making um or at least editing is that Mm kind of when you got started that's how i got started in the industry um i can talk more about how i got into uh freelancing sure that was um i'd worked with video production companies out of school um, mostly in the promotional commercial realm. And, um, the last company that I worked full time with, I was getting closer. And I, I had been there a while. It was a great company. I loved working with them. Um, but I just kind of felt like in the back of my head, God was kind of telling me like, jump and I'll catch you, right. you know, like <laughs> Take a leap of it's faith. time to, yeah. exactly. It's time to kind of leave your comfort zone, leave the nest. And things were going well there. And I was just like, no, no, I don't want to. (laughs) And um, then just because we didn't, uh, some different things happened. We didn't have as much work coming in. It wasn't going to work, be as feasible for me to uh, continue working with them. And I, through that, ended up doing freelance. I had done freelance before here and there, but this was kind of my time to really 
make a go of it. Um, and I would say that uh, that was several years ago. And that was a um, quite a struggle for the first few years because you're, I kind of had it in my head that once I was available to work, the work would come. <laughs> and uh, it could not have been further from the truth uh, from what actually happened. And so uh, for a long time, I was just trying to get work online through different sources and um, I ended up kind of going back and forth between Maine and South Carolina and about a year and a half ago is when things really kind of kicked off and it was at a point of um, honestly like I need this to survive (laughs) and um I mean, I, I could have, I could have done, you know, other things, but it felt like anything that I tried was kind of falling through and, um, I ended up getting a big client in, um, because of the kind of groundwork that I had been doing the year and a half before I got a big client, uh, in November of 2018 and that kind of, um, started me doing it full-time supporting Mm. myself on that because I had done like nannying and and other things to kind of fill in the gap um before that but this was um it was a big enough client and then I got another big client in January and so um that's just kept me going and it was shortly after that that I decided um well about the same time that I would try to travel so it's kind of starting both of those things at the same time mm-hmm. of uh getting my freelance up and running and um to the point where it was providing for me completely and even um you know hopefully doing better than I had before um making more and everything and getting more contacts and also traveling so that all kind of kicked off um about a year and a half ago. So. Right, yeah. So out of, you know, you just started freelancing and mm-hmm. you got your a big break. You got to a large client that was, you know, able to give you that source of income to, you know, sustain you and, you know, keep on pushing through and, you know, maintaining that vision of, of being a video producer. Would you say that was like your biggest struggle? You kind of already answered the question, I know, but I just wanted to, you know, understand. I want everyone listening to understand that, you know, doing things and taking that actual big leap of faith, yeah. or it 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 can it can take a huge. It, it takes a lot of courage to want to actually start, you know, and or to continue. So, would you say that that was your biggest struggle while you were, you know, maintaining that vision of being a video producer? Was the actual um, going out there and right, yeah, and you know stuff. just getting the or what was getting it? the right client, yeah, yeah what was it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, like the client part is definitely one of the biggest um, issues and an ongoing challenge because this industry, whether you're um, solo or a company, um, it tends to ebb and flow so much. Um, as the industry and then as a freelancer, you know, as you say, it's a feast or famine. So definitely um, 
getting out there and getting that network of clients was one of the biggest struggles for sure. Okay. Like I said, I kind of had it in my head that once I'm available, people are just going to, you know, come knocking. Right. Right. (laughs) So. So during, so I want to go back. So during you had this, so prior to the, the kind of big break during the time when maybe there's not a lot of work coming in, um, what did you what did you tell like people because they, they probably know that like oh you're doing this freelance thing now like how's it going like was it hard to <laughs> articulate what you're doing when maybe there's no work coming in yet or was that something that you you had to face um during those times of downtime yeah. what do i tell them um i mean it was a i guess like there's a point where it was a very personal struggle because Mm -hmm. I felt like I had made it to a certain point in my career and then it had just kind of all gone away Um, and I was back in my small town and everything (laughs) that I love very much Um, but that that was just such a big part of me Um, it was something that I had to I mean I still you know that was still something that I did it was part of who I was but um, I had to kind of, um, yeah, like I I was also nannying and stuff like that. Right. But um, and doing freelance on the side here and there. So I think it's also one of those things you kind of tell people, but you're also trying to kind of convince yourself like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is right. what I'm doing. This is and even when um, I met people um, cause I moved to a bigger city in Maine, um, in November, there's a lot going on in November. <laughs> um, I would tell people like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing and this is what, and they're like, oh, cool. And I'm like, some people I'd be like, like, just understand. I just started this. Like, yeah. this is just, um, getting going and even some momentum. And- exactly. And even, um, April of last year. I was working out of a co-working space in Maine and uh, in in Portland, the bigger city that I was in. And I had already decided at that point that I'd like to come to Texas. And so I specifically remember telling this person, oh, yeah, you know, I plan on going to Texas. And all these people are kind of like, oh, wow, it's really cool. And I said, understand, I'm not there yet. So, like, we'll see. Like, this (laughs) is the hope. Um, but on, honestly, whether it was the travel or the, you know, my career, it really comes down to those little steps moving forward. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, and I I think I understand very well what you're saying. And most of it, most of the times whenever you're producing or, um, people don't know or people don't understand rather the levels or the steps that you have to go like most of the times you're producing you're making the story for others or you're making but most of the time it's you that's you know making that you know mental and conscious decision to actually want to do that so and, and it might be a different struggle but I just I can attest to that that you know it takes it you know one step at a time to actually get to that level of hey I'm ready. Let's do this. What do you mm-hmm. want? I'm going to take my resources, my mental capacity to make this happen for you and, you know, for you to be fully present. And, you know, of course, there'll be things that you worry about, like in your life here and there. 
but in order for you to just be ready to do that you know it, it just takes a lot of you know courage and and i'm glad that you did that so now we're going to do something that we call the why not moment the why not moment is the point at which you are struggling in your journey to build something but you decide that you're going to keep on going so what was that for you um in your in your own journey yeah and it can be anything that you like to share but just that moment where you just in spite of the things that you had going on, you just kept pushing. Sure. Well, um, honestly, it w- it did pretty much come down to survival. Um, and But I could have at the same time tried to go to a full-time job at a video production company. Um, but instead, I ha- was on my own for long enough and I had always wanted to eventually transition to freelance. So I really tried to push myself there and um, like there's so many, I think people think of the freedom of schedule and flexibility when they think of freelance, which there is that. Um, You also have a lot of late nights and things like that. So, but there's also the freedom to um, potentially make more money, Um, to work with clients how you'd like to. There's so many other freedoms that um that come with doing it on your own Uh, everything's tied to your name so you can decide how that is presented and um yeah so i i think that like i said survival was kind of the main you know driving force but freelance and having that freedom to um to even travel now was uh the big big push to keep on going there Hmm. that's great and um i know a lot of people especially in that space of video production um that flexibility is so key Mm. um being not being tied down and you know just being restricted to a particular it kind of hinders your creativity those you get the you know the producer juices in your brain flowing and you know you just have to be at that um state of mind to you know, keep pushing and um, survival, of course, is very important. Um, if there's one key takeaway that you would like to give to our listeners, uh, something that, you know, if anyone wants to start their own freelance uh, business or freelance um, production or just anything that you would say to someone who's trying to or wants to embark on the same journey that, or they might actually even be doing the same thing that you're doing. Um, given the fact that you mentioned survival and the flexibility as those two key things, um, what what would you say is the major takeaway for somebody? Start now. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) uh, just because I think we always have it in our head that, well, once this lines up or once this happens, then I'll transition into this. And like I said before, I thought that I was going to be able to easily transition from my full-time job to just going out on my own. And had I been working on little things here and there, it would have been much easier. So start uh, putting your name out there. Start building your network. Start um, working on your skill set if that's you know something you need to do. But don't um, don't wait for that perfect time because it's never going to happen. Um, and with me, it, I literally had to be forced out of like so many comfort zones 
in order for, like I said, for it to come down to survival. But um, yeah, if I would just say definitely start doing the little things now. I like it. Yeah. And so um, where would you say uh, your freelance uh, businesses now and where can people find you more importantly? <laughs> Um, well, it's, it's doing well now and it's right. growing. And, um, the nice thing about travel is I'm growing my network at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I recently started that is, is much low, much more low key than my promotional stuff because, um, it's just me and it's okay. just minimal equipment. Right. Um, AKA my phone <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> nice, so, nice. It's, it's um, but, uh, they can find me at Becca Ray. Um, on YouTube and eventually everything, website, all that will be under that name as well. Becca Ray, can you spell that? Sure, out? it's yeah. B-E-C-K-A and then R-A-E. Okay, great. It's awesome. Yeah, and I think, no, I think the, the thing that keeps coming up in your story is definitely um, leaving leaving your comfort zone was, was mm-hmm. a big deal for you. And um, I think that's really cool for people to hear just um, that might be working a job. And like you said, they're waiting for a perfect time to, to come and it maybe never comes. But I think that's a really cool thing that people can hear from you. Just a, just a, a small, small town girl yeah. <laughs> now, in the, now in the city of Austin. Living a big dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, having a career and all that, like honestly wasn't, uh, like I never saw myself being where I am now. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that is important because I do like my bubble. I do Mm -hmm. like my comfort zone. And so for those who do like, you know, once you get started in reaching out, it gets, it gets easier and easier, but it's. Yeah. And most of the times, you know, you come to realize that some people, they think it's, you know, either, or I'm either doing this or I'm doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, you just have to, you just, you just have to say to yourself that, what is it that I, you know, I need to be doing or I want to be doing? And what is it that I can do now? And you just keep doing the things that you can do until you start doing what it is that you want to do. Right. So that is a great uh, takeaway. And we're really glad that you can make it on the show, Becca. Well, thank thank you. you so much. Tio, any final words? No, it was, it was fantastic to have you. And uh, yeah, I think people are really going to love uh, parts of your story that they relate to. So it's <laughs> okay. good to have you. <laughs> Awesome. And when they, there you have it, listeners, you can and remember, you can always tweet at us at Up and Coming Live. Um, please tune in. Please subscribe to our podcast and you can um, find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can also check out check us out on our website. Um, it's on our Twitter. Just go on there and you'll be able to tweet at us your questions. We would love to hear from you guys and um, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys.